0: Since the wetland went in, yeah, definitely fewer fours are being hit.
1: Hello and welcome to Talk to the Hands. I'm Kathleen Brack and in today's episode, We're going to see how sometimes the thing that creates the spark for an environmental project isn't always what you'd expect. Today's story is about some country footballers who got injured and how this led to the creation of several acres of beautiful wetlands. Our story today is set in Nairam South, which is a small country town about 30 minutes north of Warragul in Gippsland in south-eastern Victoria. About 500 people live there and it has a primary school, a hospital, a supermarket and a rec reserve, which hosts Aussie Rules Football, Netball, Cricket, Tennis and Lawn Bowls.
2: John Rochford and uh, I live at Neram East and I've lived there all my life.
1: This is John Rochford who lives in the district. He's also been part of the Nairam, Nairam South Football Netball Club for a really long time.
2: Yeah, I was president of the football club from... Uh... 04 to 07. Started there when I, was, when I was 12. 1956 I started. 66, sorry. geez, I'm not that old.
1: The Football and Netball Club play their home matches at the Recreation Reserve. It's the beating heart of the town, a place where the entire community comes together. Normally, the area around Niram South is lush and green. Perfect dairy farm country. But in the 2000s, the area suffered a long and destructive drought. This affected not only the surrounding farmland, but also the green grass of the football and cricket oval. It was especially detrimental to the oval as they had no permanent water supply. Something had to change. This was around the time Mike Horton moved to Neerham South from Melbourne with his wife and four kids. They brought a 17-acre farm, and Mike started a wholesale nursery. Mike immediately threw himself into the community and joined a range of committees.
0: I joined the Landcare Group in 2000. By the end of 2000, I was its secretary, and from that point on, I've been either president or secretary. Unable to escape.
1: <laughs> Mike was always, always, always giving things a crack.
0: Because two of my sons joined the football club, I think it was around about 2002, 2003, I was approached by the then retiring president, who got me at a moment of weakness on a Saturday morning out at Puang in the rain and said, would you mind sharing, how would you feel about sharing the, the rec reserve committee for the next year when I stepped down and I, in a moment of weakness, agreed to give it a crack. Water, or the lack of water for irrigating the oval was a huge issue. We were losing a lot of Players to injury, when I say we, I mean the football clubs and the cricket club were, were being injured by essentially a, a very difficult ground to play on, which was uh, unirrigated.
1: The Rec Reserve Committee, led by Mike, decided to try and find a solution to the dry oval.
2: I was president of the footy club and uh, Mike Horton was president of the Rec Reserve and we were talking one night, we've got to do something about this ground.
1: The committee decided the best solution was to build some wetlands.
2: Um,
0: and being a wetland and the way we were talking about Having a walking track around it, barbecue or picnic facility as part of it, people saw that it was a, a multi-benefit thing. You know, there would there would be places for people to go and eat lunch. You, you know, you'd like to think that people saw the environmental benefits. Ah, my feeling, and I spoke to a lot of people. I addressed a number of public meetings. Um, was that it was really all about the the other benefits?
1: However, the committee was unsure where the wetland should go.
0: So there was really nowhere convenient to place a uh, a wetland the challenge was finding a site that was suitable because the, the football grounds or the cricket grounds the recreation reserve is actually more or less built into a, a leveled site on the side of a hill it was only in about 2007 or 8 that council and we had been working closely with council right from the start very closely in fact Council identified that they in fact had a parcel of land which was absolutely wasted, of no use to them, and possibly fit for purpose.
3: This is Carolyn Ferguson. Quite a weedy paddock. It was a spring area and it had been grazed at one stage but it had a weed in it called glyceria. Carolyn is the Natural Environment Coordinator at the Baw Right from the start, Carolyn worked closely with the committee to help build the project. So it was all quite swampy and wet and it might have had a few cows in it and blackberries and willow trees, but um, it was in a prime spot below the high school and not that far from the rec reserve. Um, the engineers came up with the design that allowed the collection of water at that site and also the um, ability to pump, then pump the water under the school, under the road to holding tanks at the rec reserve. So the
1: committee had found a site But then came the realisation that the project was going to cost a lot of money.
0: Very little change uh, out of a million dollars.
1: To keep the project going forward, a group of people joined together to form a steering group. However, as no funding was forthcoming,
3: the project stalled and progress moved slowly. There was the idea and the, the concepts and the planning but then between that and actually getting the money, there was probably two or three years there where it was just sort of sitting and people were going, oh, this isn't going to happen. And we just kept chugging away. The project was gathering a swell of community support. A lot of this was because people
1: knew how important the Oval was to community.
0: I think because in, in small country towns, sporting clubs are valued. Football, cricket, netball... You know, tennis, those clubs—they, they are bowling clubs. They—they they are the glue, the social glue which holds country towns together. And and the community saw the devastating effect drought was having on not just that ground but the district in general. People were feeling the drought.
3: There was a community consultation planning with each of the towns, and that was about. Um, what the townspeople wanted as far as projects in their towns. And so I think that on the top of the list for Nairam South was... A wetland and watering of the Nairam South Oval. I
0: I was very confident up until 2009. I used to say all the planets are aligned at the moment for getting money for these sorts of projects. We're in drought. There's money available for stormwater harvesting, particularly for uh, sporting clubs and, and sporting grounds. We just have to complete our design work, put our case together and then lodge an application. But in 2009... The drought more or less came to an end, and those funding opportunities dried out. So uh, then it became a different challenge.
1: The steering group worked hard for many years to get funding.
0: To try and piece together a, a suite of funding programs. The funding sources that we had were, were relatively small chunks. We needed one big chunk in order to get the smaller pieces on board, and it was through uh, the intervention of Gary Blackwood, our MP, Stepped in and helped his um, approach Regional Development Victoria. Once he jumped in and, and, and gave us some solid support there and some solid encouragement, the whole thing moved very, very quickly.
1: Eventually, after years and years of hard work, led by Mike and Carolyn and the steering committee, the project received funding from the State Government. The local community came together to celebrate at the Rec Reserve.
0: Yeah, look, it was a lovely day. Um, I, I was a little bit nervous because there was a steady stream of people flowing into the football club rooms. I think we ended up with about 100, 200 people there. It was a lot of... a sea of people. Um, we had some poster boards up showing the concept plans, the engineering drawings, some aerial photographs of the site.
1: The project management of the site was handed to the Baw Council construction of the site commenced with a long list of things to do.
0: Um, There was a lot of work to do. I mean, it wasn't just a case of digging holes. The Landcare was involved in in organising public tree planting days when the, the whole community was invited to attend.
1: Today the site is finished. It is a beautiful wetlands, busy with runners and walkers.
0: Knowing what it was and what it is now and just this brilliant, just recreational area.
1: This is Steve Horton.
0: My Courtney is my father, my
1: dad. Steve took over his dad's nursery, Habitat Creations, and now co-runs it. Steve assisted with growing the plants and planting out the wetlands.
0: I reckon there would have been about 30,000 plants, maybe 35,000 plants.
1: He has watched the wetlands grow into a beautiful site.
0: Just fantastic little oasis for frogs and ducks and, and all that sort of really good aquatic um, wildlife. Dad has his gift of being able to really track suppose really key stakeholders in a small town like that together and and get good outcomes. The site is used now as it was always anticipated it would be. It is used to provide irrigation water to the Recreation Reserve, but probably more importantly, I guess, it's it's a site of recreation for people from town it's a beautiful walking track around four beautifully set up ponds we got we got one report at one of the uh working group meetings that the cricket club were complaining that they weren't hitting as many fours as they used to because the grass was so lush
2: at the start all we wanted was water to go to the ground and even us we didn't realize that at the start we water water come first and then at the end it seemed to be that Uh, the wetlands area for everybody else was first and we were second, which it didn't matter, but it just worked that way.
1: Thanks for listening to Talk to the Hands. A special thanks to the West Gippsland Catchment Management Authority for supporting the creation of this podcast. A big thank you to everyone who provided their time and insights for an interview, including Mike Horton, Steve Horton, Carolyn Ferguson and John Rochford. For more information about the Nairam South Wetland Project, or for more information about landcare in general, visit landcarevic.org.au. Thanks for listening.